All right. Thank you, Carlos. Uh, we're here. Uh, Training Lab Strong Podcast, Episode 4. Yes, sir. Yes, and uh, wanna, I always want to start off with uh, thanking the folks who make this possible. Uh, I want to thank Carlos Puente Jr. here, who's our producer. He, uh, shout out Doom Squad. Yep, Doom Squad. He's uh, doing an incredible job for us here, and uh, certainly couldn't do without him. Um, I want to thank uh, our endorsing partners, uh, I spoke about that before, not really interested in sponsors because of the puppeteering connotation, but uh, endorsement meaning believe in each other. And uh, you know what? We believe in the United States Marine Corps. Um, we believe in uh, basically, uh, you know, legacy builders, uh, environmental uh, quality environmental services. Got it. Got it. Got it. Guys. And, uh, I, I don't know why it is. I get in front of this mic and all of a sudden my brain goes to mush. Uh, so, uh, and then, uh, also pristine hydro yeah. water and, uh, which huge component of what I do with the guys, what we do. And then, uh, like you said, Carlos, uh, O2 health lab, and, uh, it's all come together in a facility here at the train lab that has, uh, basically, no parallel to it anywhere in the world. No way. What we're no able to, doing what we're doing. There's there are definitely a lot of people. I'm a pretty reserved guy. Um, you saw from the TJ uh, mm-hmm. fiasco there. I only spoke once, and I waited till very, basically the, the time when it was basically I needed to be heard from at that yes, point. Sir. I had never gone back on. I don't do social media or anything like that. So uh, people kind of wonder what's. Uh, what are you guys doing there at the train lab mm-hmm. to make these machines that are coming out of it? And uh, we have one of those machines right here on the phone with us. Yes, sir. Actually, uh, we have uh, Magic Man David Taylor uh, on the podcast today. I think you guys are really going to like it. And so I uh, want to welcome David. Hi, David. Welcome. How you doing? I'm doing great, Coach Cal. Um, and thanks for having me on. And I was thinking, it, it, it's funny, like when you, like you can have a conversation, and as soon as you have to like start, you know, s- saying something that you it's weird how things escape your mind but we all know your brain's not mush you're the smartest person that we know (laughs) (laughs) well put yeah all right uh yeah well david thank you for being with us making some time i know you got a a great comeback story coming along here and you have a really great schedule i know because i'm uh, i'm real involved in writing it and helping with it Mm -hmm. and uh so what i want to do is i want to give these folks a, a little uh little insight into the magic man the plans that he has magic man the wrestler magic man the family man the grown family uh and then uh kind of, then we'll kind of digress back into uh, when you were in college a bit uh where i was actually working with you but you didn't know it on the backside uh your entire college career and that we didn't actually meet until about four years ago so uh anyways tell us what's going on with the magic man right now in in life what's happening well, I'd say, you know, one of the, you know, the biggest things coming up for me, you know, a lot of, is, uh, is actually not the Olympic trials. Um, my wife and I are expecting a baby girl, April 29th. Congratulations. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So that's going to be pretty, pretty exciting. I mean, I think, you know, Coach Cal, being in the train lab, you know, we talk about family all the time. So, you know, just trying to, I've got, I've got like, a lot of great role models, you know, huh. Coach Cal being one of them, you know, just being a dad. So I'm excited excited for that you know it's definitely gonna be a big life-changing thing you know especially for me and my wife just because it's always it's been us for for 10 years really so i mean it's kind of crazy to think um that we're gonna be you know adding to our family but my wife is 
unbelievable and how she you know helps me and prepares and everything that she does i know she'll be a great mom so i just uh we're uh we're excited for that we're, we're getting our nursery and all that stuff ready to roll um which definitely. is uh definitely different perspective <laughs> so we're excited for that yeah definitely i uh i, I know you're a competitive guy and uh, Monica and I have nine of our own <laughs> for guardianship. So we have 13 total. So one down, about 13 more to go. What do you say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. You know what? When I told that to Casey, because uh, Casey, uh, when he and Tara, wait, Casey's uh, basically uh, one of the coaches at Penn State there for you guys don't know. Fantastic guy. And I've known him for many years. And uh, he's super competitive, like David here. In fact, uh, largely responsible for a lot of the coaching and a lot of David's success, uh, along with the entire coaching staff there at uh, Penn State, Nittany Lion. But uh, he had the he and Tarek had the first baby, and he says, "All right, Coach Cal, I'm coming after you." And uh, they got to about three, and then uh, he's like, "Well, uh, I'm coming after you, but a little bit not as aggressively." And then they got to four. And then uh, after the fifth one, I got a I got a phone call from him. Said, "Coach Cal, we're not coming after you anymore." So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're next in line, David. The, the throne is there. <laughs> I have a question since we're on the topic. Yeah. Um, at what age do you want to start wrestling with your baby daughter? And is it the same for boys? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, my wife and I've talked about that before. You know, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I want I want our kids to want to do whatever it is that they that they do. You know, I Absolutely. think that's what, you know, <clears throat> with my, with my dad and how he did, you know, I, he never forced me into wrestling or anything that I wanted. It was always what I wanted to, but Hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it to the best of our ability. And he helped mm-hmm. me accountable. And I think we want to kind of have that same philosophy. I think, you know, wrestling is a tough sport for sure. You know, I think it definitely teaches a lot of principles. So I'm sure that she'll be, ex- she's going to be exposed to it, whether she wrestles or doesn't wrestle. That's for sure. Right. Uh, you know, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see if she if she wants to do it. You know, I imagine we'll probably be spending a lot of time with wrestling Matt, whether she's there just to support or, um, you know, hopefully I want to – I had that conversation with, with Coach Cow about my competitive career, you know, and I think, um, you know, I, I plan on, on wrestling 2024, and I think it will be great for her to be able to see, see some of that, you know, before before I'm done. But, oh, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't know. Obviously, we just got to make the most of, of what we have right now and um, – but I do think that there's really not a you know an age that would say, hey, this is the time to start wrestling or not wrestling. I think there's a lot of people that have been around mm-hmm. wrestling that have started kids really early. I think there's a lot of people who have been around wrestling that have waited because they know the importance of the, the kind of long the long term journey. You know, I think a lot of times you want to rush the success right away, and the kids get burned out. So I think <clears throat> just having that experience of competing at a high level, hopefully we can share that with her no matter what she does, and hopefully have to guide her. You know, the best way we can. Absolutely, what a wonderful point of view, man! I gotta say, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was gonna bring up too there, though. I mean, when you talk about burnout on these poor kids, I mean, wrestling is such a personal sport, and you have so many fanatic parents. And uh, you know, back when I was coaching the youth program, I had about a hundred kids in Victorville, and uh, if we had the fanatics, they were the dads. But now I see a lot of the moms that are fanatics, <laughs> and they're pushing these kids even harder than the dads were they're like ruthless and uh so i do see a lot of kids now that actually come in here and whatnot uh where the parents have them cutting weight at five years old and it's like uh, i think jordan burroughs made a post back uh 
few weeks ago that, uh, you know what, this has no bearing on college, and uh, basically you folks are living vicariously and torturing your kids. Do you remember reading that? Well, I think, I didn't remember reading that, but just, you know, being exposed to that, you know, with, with having my club back home here, um, and, and being exposed to, you know, youth wrestling, you know, more than I have in, in a long time, really since kind of I was done with it, you know, back when I was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, but you know, to have a six and under age group is just like, it's pretty crazy. I mean, at six, you don't, you don't really know what you're doing, you know? And like, there's such, they're just so, they're trying to enjoy it at that point. You know, I, I don't really have the, the, you know, just the, some kids are just more athletically gifted or maybe a little more, um, can pay attention a little better, you know, and those kids are going to do well. But, you know, being a six, six and under state champion is almost the worst thing you possibly do for your wrestling career. Cause you know, it just, it's now you have this thing, you know, you're, that you're trying to like rep- replicate over and over again. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's good to go through some of that adversity when you're young and get beat because it keeps you hungry, you know? So, um, but I, I would relate, I think probably a lot of high level wrestlers and athletes would relate to the same, you know, just that competing at that young is, is a, uh, it, you know, it, it's a fine line, but it could definitely teeter in the wrong direction. Yeah, definitely. I remember a dad, uh, uh, who, was going nuts on the side, and his kid was so cute. This little blonde guy, he was probably about four years old, and he went out there and got taken to his back right away, and the dad was this great, big, muscular dude, and uh, he's just, he was just going crazy. I, I don't think the guy ever wrestled a day in his life, but you know it had something to do with kind of his ego, and uh, the little boy was on his back, and he was bridging, and he was smiling, and when he was smiling, he's looking upside down, his dad waving at him. And he's waving at him, hi, daddy, hi, daddy. And the dad's going, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I just thought that's such a beautiful picture. That's, that's what sport and, it, you know, these little kids should be. It should be all about just having fun, enjoying it. But all of a sudden, now you got this dad yanks his kid off the mat and he's going to teach him a lesson about life because he lost. Uh, and he didn't fight to the death or whatever. And uh you know, I've seen so much of that vicarious vigilantism, uh, basically, with these uh, these parents. So I'm pretty, uh, I know myself having five boys at home, and then all the four older ones all wrestled, and I'm pretty, pretty laid back. And I was like, you know what, we'll do the best we can, kind of like along your dad's lines there, David. But uh, not, I have no desire to uh, have a state champ as a kid at six years old or eight years old or even mm-hmm. ten years old. Uh, when you're on top of the mountain, there's no place to go except down, and these kids start to feel the pressure. Yeah, and I think, I think having that experience is is valuable. And I think with I think youth wrestling has changed a lot now because there's a lot more access to, I think you know high level coaching at a younger age. So that's one of the things that I see is I think these kids are um, better now, younger than I think they've ever been more prepared you know doing really well you know but to an extent you sometimes you have like constant private coaching and all this like great you know expertise around you there's going to come a time when you have to do it without that you know you're going to be in a program with 30 40 other people and you kind of have to deal with a little bit on your own and so i think you know the more specialization and like private coaching and stuff like it's great but it has to definitely you have to have someone that can kind of understand like this is just part of the path like we still have a long journey ahead of us you know, and I think that's uh, one of the things I think we're going to face in wrestling, you know, over the next, I don't know, 10 years. I think kid, we're going to have a lot of young kids having a ton of success, um, very talented, very gifted, very, like, technical um, in a lot of aspects. But um, 
but I think when you get to college and you, you have to kind of want to do it on your own and can't have people always, you know, wanting it for you and kind of like trying to pave the perfect path because it doesn't really exist. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Carlos, did you want to say something? No, actually, um, I have a question just to follow up with this. Um, so you, you mentioned how you guys met almost uh, you were in the background, you said? I'm not, I'm not uh, familiar with the story. Uh, you know what? Um, basically, well, the whole entire time that David was at Penn State, I was working on the back end with the entire program. In fact, that was Casey. Did you hear the, the phone ring, David? That was Casey <laughs> that was calling while you're on the podcast oh, here. That's funny. I thought, oh, oh, Casey's calling. He's going he's gonna <laughs> to let us know what's going on. So I, uh, And he's also going to hear that I had to shut it off, so I couldn't take the call. So uh, anyways, I certainly don't want him to put the legs in mm-hmm. on me or something like that. But, uh, but basically, uh, I went back all the way back with Casey, back to... 2000 for his uh, basically his recovery bid his rehab bid after he blew his knee and then uh, we took him up the base they got rid of he was ranked one in the nation in the week before the nationals uh, he blew his knee completely stepped on a crack in the mat and the whole thing went oh, no. and um, you know what Casey's such a quality guy I had um, been doing the Eternal Warrior wrestling camp at that time in Montana and I had asked him to come from the OTC and uh, be basically a mentor a leader an example and after he blew his knee he got a hold of me and says i guess you don't want me anymore and monica and i said oh no 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 you come out there with your leg in a cast it's all good with us we want the person we don't want the athlete and uh because we're basically bringing more than just athletics to these kids and uh, that's why it's called eternal warrior you know and uh so i had worked with casey while he was at uh, iowa state and on the back end then they went to penn state and uh when they went to Penn State, uh, Casey and the coaching staff there asked me to be very instrumental in building an entire program behind the scenes. And uh, that was everything from strength, conditioning, muscular endurance, lactate, to nutrition, to recovery, to everything. And uh, so I don't think David knew it, but his entire four years there, I was actually working with him on the backside. I do, you know, we had this conversation, you know, about uh, about that. and. Uh, it's kind of funny. So, <clears throat> I I remember Coach Casey talking about, you know, you know you and stuff. But I was uh, I was I definitely had a different perspective on strength uh, and conditioning and nutrition then than I do now. So uh, it's kind of funny how you know it comes around and that kind of relates back to what I was saying a minute ago. Is you know sometimes you don't really realize you need to make changes until you're not getting what you want and you gotta have to you know kind of dig down and make a change. And I remember talking to coach Casey and you know say hey I, I want to make some changes I want to talk to coach Cal and he's like well you know you know we talked about we talked about coach Cal you know before you know I'm like, no I, I'm, you know, I'm ready to you know, get, get going with these things and um, I remember the first conversation I, I had with you I think actually you telling the story is actually probably better than me telling the story because you remember a little better than me <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it didn't it didn't uh, my way I left the conversation the way you left the conversation uh, weren't, weren't quite the same but I was able to redeem myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? The bottom line was is uh, you, to your point, had reached a level of um, basically very, very high success. And, uh, I mean, basically what all these kids would dream of having uh, in college. And uh, you stepped to the next pinnacle where um, some of the physical prowess and some of the, the 1% things 
were inhibiting you because it really didn't have a whole lot to do with your wrestling, your toughness, your ability, your willingness to train and whatnot. There was some things to unlock, and uh, you reached that point, and you had to make a conscious choice, much to your credit. Is, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And, uh, you know, I guess so after your college career, then uh, you gave me that call and we talked. And uh, the program that you put you on, that that basically after we decided we're going to work on this together, I told you that you will get better and better and better for four years. And the program itself will peak and the pinnacle will be standing on the the podium with the flag behind you here in the National Anthem in the Olympics. And uh, we're heading in that direction. Amazing. Yeah, I remember you. I remember you telling me that, and you know that was, especially when I was going up weight class. You know, in 2016, it was, you know, we did the best that we could to be competitive. You know, making a 26 pound jump in only, you know, less than six months. You know, and, and being competitive. You know, I was, I had some 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 bumps. You know, in that road, but I, I could compete at that weight class. But you know, deep down, I knew that it was for the next four years, you know, it was for the longevity of my career, you know, really buying into what, what you had, you know, and listening to you and what, in every aspect of what you said uh, would help me you know, make those gains. And, you know, I <clears throat> developed that, that, that you, you let me be part of your family. And I, you know, tr- trust in everything that you say. And um, it's, it just, that once I kind of got through that, that awkward phase in the beginning of putting on all that weight, trying to carry it. Um, and then we were able to really turn it into um, just functionality, and then, then really, when I got back on the mat that year, um, things started really rolling. You know, it was really starting in that January of 2017. So, and just uh, it's been it's been a pretty fun journey along the process. Yeah, you, you know, when you called, you didn't know you were enlisting though for an entire full time job. Another one, I mean, wrestling was full time job, but uh, the changes that we made and the program that we've implemented have literally been a full-time job seven days a week for well three and a half years now something like that right yeah absolutely I mean I, I think you know people ask you know I, I just like when I asked you like you know I think our first conversation I'm like you know what what are the things I need to do and and you know like everyone everyone wants the easy thing well if you take this this protein you're gonna get stronger if you you know do this you're you'll get in better shape you know or we want the like the the machine that's gonna like make you have better conditioning but it's just that's not what it is, you know. You, you really taught me that it's a it's a complete bind. It's a lifestyle. It's a commitment, and uh, it is. And, and not only for me, but for my wife, and, and you know, as much as anyone, you know, it's just like she she's as committed to this as I am. You know, helping me constantly with the meal prepping and, and staying on top of things, and um, you know, it's a lot of sacrifice of of, of time, and um. You know, it, it, without without her, I can't do it. You know, without you, I can't do it. So, you know, it's just been, I'm lucky to have a really good team that's helped pave the path, and I just try to follow it to the best of my ability. Yeah, um, and doing a, you know, fantastic job here uh, right now. We're heading, like I said, to that podium right now, and uh, that's the direction we're going. But uh, you had uh, probably one of the biggest challenges in your wrestling career. I know you've had some injuries with backs, but uh, your back, but... After basically being nominated the most dominant wrestler on the planet, uh, you were on a two-year tear there. You um, basically tore the ACL there in the uh, Beat the Streets match and uh, had to face a whole different aspect. And uh, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, it's 
and it was tough. I think we, we were at that, uh, kind of reached that point in that journey where I was really starting to see the rewards of the hard work that we were putting in. I've always put in the, the hard work when it came to wrestling, you know, technically, you know, trying to improve and stuff, but now having this completely different challenge of, you know, nutrition and strength and conditioning and trying to challenge myself. And I just, you know, I looked around and I saw that people that competed, you know, frequently were, were having the best results. So, you know, we were laying out schedule and every six to eight weeks I was competing and, you know, wrestling the best guys in the world, travel over the place. And, you know, it was just like a fun journey. And I finally kind of climbed that, that peak, became world champion in 2018. I had a great year and, um, you know, it was starting to come back. I feel like, you know, right coming back to Pan Ams in 2019, you know, I felt, I mean, I felt awesome, you know, in terms of like my, just, just kind of like that culminating effect of, of almost that light in the tunnel where I just like, man, it's time to start just, you know, really kicking some butt and, uh, you know, and then going to that, going to the exhibition match and getting hurt, you know, it was just like, was really tough. But I mean, you were the first, you were the first phone call I made, you know, well, I think, you know, to, to say, hey, what's what's next? You know, what what do we got to do here? And, you know, I weighed uh, I weighed your opinion, you know, as strongly as anyone. You know, I flew out to California and um, saw you. We trained and uh, we got it fixed. And then ever since then, it's kind of crazy. You know, just basically, I've trained every day since that happened, leading up to surgery. Um, I was in rehab the next day with Dr. Kessler. You know, one of the guys that you know that you have a really close relationship. Um, and he was, you know, helped me. And, and I mean, it's been basically training. My nutrition has been, I've been dedicated to that and trying to, you help me ch- do whatever I possibly can along this journey to stay, to stay ready to go. And once I got clear to get back on the mat, my body was in great shape. It was a matter of resting to get caught up. And once that's something I've been doing my whole life. And once that got caught up, um, it's been, you know, it's, it's just back to that. Uh, trying to get better every single day and, and get ready to rock and roll here in these competitions coming up. So it's uh, it's been definitely a, a tough journey with definitely some, some adversity. But again, just you, you've helped me. You know, I've had great guidance and I just try to follow follow the path. Yeah, you know, a lot of nice, a lot of nice people came together and uh, basically rallied in. Uh, basically, you know, I'll call it our train lab family. Uh, Monica and I value relationship and family more than anything. We've been offered huge amounts of money to uh, basically kind of disintegrate the family atmosphere and go corporate with the training lab and whatnot. But uh, we've actually denied all requests because, uh, you know what? I tell everybody if I wanted to be a millionaire or billionaire, I would never had nine kids. So, uh, <laughs> so you know what, though? I mean, but you had Dr. Kessler there, and Dr. Mora took you in. When other doctors were going to put you out three weeks, we sat down and we calculated, David, for you to have come back. I mean, you would actually be three to four weeks behind what you are now. So just think of where you were four or five weeks ago. But Dr. Mora pulled you in that week and had you, I mean, within days, put you on his table and did a fantastic job on the surgery. So, I mean, some really nice people rallied around you. Yeah, I know I was going to talk about, you know, I was going to kind of separately talk about Dr. Mora. Just, I think... I remember, you know, trying to ask if you thought was the best person, you know, dealt with combat sports injuries. And obviously, like, you know, I've never, I haven't really been, you know, in terms of what I've done, you know, I haven't really told people that, that I tore my ACL. You know, it was just kind of like, I felt like it was kind of my business and, you know, getting ready to roll. And, but I think that, you know, it, uh, it's a, it is a common thing, you know, but, but although it's a common injury, 
the people that do it and how they put and how they put you back together makes a big difference on the recovery. I mean, you see it with professional athletes. They say, "Hey, you know, your recovery is you know nine to twelve months," but some people never come back. You know, some people are, and then when you start realizing, like, man, this this thing take twenty four months for it to be back. You know, so you start really realizing when you do research that although it's common, you, know, you need people that know what they're doing. Um, to do that and then we saw I remember just like meeting with Dr. Moore I met with a couple doctors and I met with him it was just like his it's just like the way that he talked about the process you know it made me feel that I was in good hands and, and you know he didn't he's like got me in right away and I remember we talked about that you know and it's like well what's what's three weeks on the back end you know when I got all this extra time well you don't know you know you don't know if you're going to have a complication or what's you know three weeks once you're back is like it's like 10 months. I mean, it, it's crazy. Where I was three weeks ago, you know, where I am now and, and where I was three weeks before that, you know, it's just, it's, it's just that time is so valuable. So, I mean, it just was a, uh, obviously a lot of emotion during that time, but getting it done was, was great. And, you know, people have said that Dr. Mora basically put my knee back together and it looks the same as it did before. I mean, they did a great job and, uh, I got zero issues with it. I feel like there was nothing wrong with it, you know, and that's just, uh, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, there's uh, there's nothing wrong. It's uh, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, he's he's fantastic uh, orthopedic, and uh, he's he's a fantastic human being. That's the type of people that we look for here at the Train Lab and want to partner together with and work together with. But uh, you know, when you talk about that you trained um, every day, um, folks out there are probably listening. Go, what do he do when he's down? You know, mm-hmm. what does he do? And we won't tell him that, but we will let him know that we kept your engine growing. And we literally made your RPMs and your engine capacity, your thermal capacity of your basic engine better than it had ever been your entire life so that it would integrate into, in a timely fashion, the skills when the knee was able to sustain it. And uh, largely that's what's actually happened because I have the numbers on you and uh, Hmm. right now your engine is better than it's ever been since I've been working with you that I've ever seen. In fact, well, I know the numbers. I'll just um, I'll put it out there. They're the best in the world, period. Uh, there's nobody that can match the numbers, period. And I would be happy to put them against anybody's if somebody could figure out what we're doing. <laughs> so that was our strategy, though, was to, was to drive that engine. And uh, it was a good thing. And so you, you kept to it, kept to the task. And uh, so that's a cool thing. And how, how did you keep to the task? So you mentioned being on a tear and then the injury happening, but you said you wanted to keep going. You said, how do I keep going? How, how or was that something that came natural to you or was that just over the years developed? Uh, I mean, I have, I mean, I had, I had this goal that kept me motivated every single day, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, I mean, it's, you know, that, you know, knowing the, the date of the Olympic Games, knowing the date of, the Olympic trials, there was really no, to me, it was like, I'm a professional. I don't have, a, there's not, if I waste a day, then I'm not giving myself the best chance I can to fulfill these yes. goals. You know, like I was in a position before I was hurt that I was ready to go. I was ready to, I was ready to put myself in that position, have that opportunity, you know? So it's just knowing that, okay, if I can get back to that, then I'll be good, you know? But, you know, we sat down and, and we, we talked about it and we can, he's like, well, you can be better than that. You're going to be better than that. So oh, yeah. it's just continue to challenge myself, you know, on those days. And it, it was, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's tough when you can't wrestle for, for seven months, you know, it's just like, you. but 
I made every day count, you know, during that time. And um, we, we had a lot of, you know, things that Coach Cal challenged me with. I mean, I remember looking at some of these workouts and, I mean, almost like, feel like I was going to throw up before I started. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to get into some garage stories. But, you know, <laughs> but I know that. Um, but I know I ha- it wasn't like I had to recover for wrestling practice. I just had to keep myself at that level so when I could get back, it would be ready to go. And, and you know, we, we did that. I feel like that first – I remember the first day I came back to practice. You know, a lot of times, like, I mean, I've taken, like, you know, a couple weeks off before, a month off, and you – you don't take care of your body. You just kind of like do whatever for a month. You come back and you feel like you've aged like five years. You're oh, stiff, yeah. hurt, you know, and we've all, we're all wrestlers. I mean, for all combat sports and anyone, you, you take that time off. You don't tear, you feel horrible. Joints are stiff. Can't get your stance. The first day I came back, I'm like, wow, I feel great. You know, <laughs> so it's like, it was pretty wild. So I was just, it was, it was just such a, you know what? I look forward to that moment. I got on the mat and then knowing that, wow, this is going to come back fast. You know, my, my conditioning is there. My body is, is great. You know, it's just, let's get the wrestling timing back. And that came back quick. Yeah. You know, we offset, uh, even from the beginning, a lot of, uh, inflammation in your body. Um, a lot of issues, uh, with pain and things like that, that have over the years due to your nutritional program and basically the dedication that you've done, on uh, your meal prep and your supplementation scheduling and uh, your recovery cycling and everything like that, you, um, your body really, if we talk about it, actually feels better now than it did in college. Oh my gosh, I mean, in college my body was hurt. I was hurt from the day I got in college and I hurt every day I was in college. I just, I didn't take care of myself in any way. My nutrition was not good. You know, I was, I was so stubborn almost the opposite direction like we i mean we, we alluded to that earlier in that conversation that we had you know remember you telling me about things i should be eating and I'm like, well, i don't eat those things you know or these are things that we're doing well i don't like to do those things <laughs> right you know, I, I remember <laughs> yeah and uh you know now it's just uh you know what it, i mean it's just it's come it's come it's come a long way you know and now once you realize how good you can feel you you like why would I ever go back to that? You know why would I ever eat eat those ways? I might have done every once in a while. I don't know you don't approve, but I mean <laughs> that's right. Kendra like, Kendra always tells me. <laughs> I know, so there's no hiding from me anyway. I feel but, you on the donuts. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and people ask me, they're like, well, you know, when do you, you know, like they feel like, oh, you're 29, because in wrestling for a long time, you know, 29 was like time to be done. But I feel like I'm just getting started. You know, I feel like I've 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 uh, I feel like I have a lot of time left, and uh, a lot to do with just that change. You know, I, I talked about it before, but you, you and Monica in the training lab. I mean, you just, you just completely changed the tra- trajectory of my career. I was ready to be done. You know, in 2015. I mean, I was like so much pain. I almost, I didn't even really like wrestling anymore because it was just like it, I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't. I didn't like the training aspect. I didn't like cutting the weight I was cutting, and I was almost finding excuses to not be successful. You know, and then once uh, once we kind of once I met you and understood like the next level of what what I can do, I just I love training every day. The last four years has gone by so fast, you know, and it's just uh, I enjoy every moment. The training is not always enjoyable, but it's uh, I mean for what I, what I, the output I can put out on the mat, I mean it's worth every single second. 
Yeah, and you know, some of the changes that you made, actually all of them really, are not just an investment in you, they're an investment in your future family here, I mean, in Kendra, in your baby girl, and uh, your family, and uh, even those around you. Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of kids out there who listen. Uh, I have kids right now from Ohio who's basically trying to do the same lifestyle that you are, and so essentially that paradigm shift is in life is helping these kids and yourself and whatnot have yeah great career and but sooner or later you know when that ends it's what happens afterwards and uh and you're well set to be able to go ahead and uh, take on that challenge as well and be healthy well into your you know into your senior citizens years which i just turned uh last week which is crazy uh monica's telling me she said oh you can get a senior citizen card now i'm not gonna want it <laughs> it's not I don't know what I don't know what that what that age is, but uh, I don't know. There's there's no one else that's your age that's competing the way you compete. I, I tell people like, what's you know who's that who's that guy that you're riding the bike with? You know, who's that guy? I'm like, that guy's beast. Like he, he not only does he like, I mean, I, it's just like I'm a pretty strong guy now. Like, and I, I'm pretty like proud of that. You know, yeah. I, my wife every time I walk by a mirror, I'm definitely flexing. You know, like it's definitely something that I'm proud of. You know, we put a lot of time into that. You put a lot of time, but you just. But you, I mean, whatever weight I'm doing, you just grab it, throw it up like no problem. I'm like, how is this possible? How is this possible? You know, <laughs> and I just like, so, I mean, and, and we, we talk about sometimes, you know, we're here. But I know a guy that, you know, could do this, you know, this way, this many times. And I've come to realize that that guy is you, you know. So it's just, we're always trying to, you, know, you do, you're kind of like, uh, you just constantly motivate us, you know, in the way that you live your life. So, I mean, it's just, you definitely... Everything that you do, we're you know we're just modeling after you. Just and you're a great leader in that in that aspect. Yeah, well, you guys are surrounded by uh, fantastic guys. There, uh, with Casey and Cody and Kale, and uh, I mean the nucleus that you guys have in Nittany Lion there with Jake and all the kids that are coming back. You know, with Zane and Nolf and all these guys. I mean, it's just it's just an incredible setup that's out there. Let's talk to us about that a little bit. I mean, just just those names, you know. It's just those are just to be in a room with that caliber of uh, of wrestling, you know, is pretty special. You know, it, and it just kind of continue the the culture that come out leaders, you know, our, our coaches, you know, the way that they've developed that culture. And I was part of that the first class that came in, you know, and, and just kind of shaping the way that you know this is the expectation of you know how we're going to wrestle, and these are the guys that. You know, are gonna you know we want guys to wrestle like this and 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 how and obviously I've seen them change over time and it's been uh, you know I'm just thankful to be a part of of this of this process. I mean, just I felt like when I was choosing I wanted to go to school, I felt like I could have been a good wrestler in a lot of places, but I felt like being with this coaching staff, they could help me become great. They could help me get that next level. You know, and it was you know I I've talked to people before. I mean, the best from a competitive standpoint, the best decision I ever made was going to Penn State, you know, and then followed with the second best decision I ever made was was choosing to, to buy in to what you were saying in the training lab. You know, in that combination, I just, I had the best training environment in the world, you know, so the competing, the competitive part is, I mean, a lot of people get nervous to compete, things like that, but I look forward to competition. I want to challenge the techniques and, and the information that I'm learning in practice the progressions that we're making, you know, on the, on the, on our side, you know, I want to go out and, and, and test that against the best guys in the world. And that's a great feeling to feel prepared. And I, I'm very fortunate to be in the best training environment that I possibly could imagine. 
yeah, you, you know, you seem to thrive in that environment. Uh, I, I remember getting some of the first texts when you started uh, seeing that. Uh, I, I'll put it, yeah, I'll try and put it as lightly as I can, but you started to see that the level at which your performance was able to drag an opponent to literally started to shut down the central nervous system of the other opponents. And you basically have uh, kind of made the last two years of a career of exposing the inherent weaknesses and downfalls in the training methods of the best in the world because I'd, I can't count how many matches where uh, you took, like, you know, the worlds, whatever. You took great guys and uh, they were ahead of you, but as they basically got into deeper and deeper waters, you drug them. And uh, I think... I think I said it or you said it. I can't remember who said coined it, but you said, uh, I have the confidence that uh, when they step out on the mat that I'll take them to hell, and if they follow me, I'll take them to the second and third layers of hell. And uh, that has proven very, very much true. Yeah, I mean, you, you I mean, just, it's kind of like, you know, it's that when you take us to that point in our workouts, you know, and, and it just, you can, I think one of the areas that helped me the most was just from a mental toughness standpoint. I was, I was a talented wrestler, and there weren't a lot of times when I really, got challenge like a, a toughness challenge where a guy could stand toe-to-toe with me and believe that they could beat me you know when those guys could those guys i mean i lost those matches you know and a lot of times just i feel like i look back and i, I found you know i just i just feel like i wasn't as tough as i could have been in those areas and i think you know the coach casey challenged me and has challenged me constantly for a long time in that area you know he know he just has kind of got me that that helped me with that mental toughness part of things um, and then when we train, you know, you just you have that decision where you give in or you fight through it, you know, and that's just helped me in those things. So it's been uh, I mean, it really has. I mean, I, it's just it's it's just it's amazing. I look back and it's just it's, it is pretty crazy. The transition just from the whole transition, you know, from so many different aspects. So, um, yeah, yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to that fourth and fifth minute of those matches because I know I know I'm going to keep coming. And those guys know that I'm going to keep coming. So it's just, uh, that, that's the best part. Yeah, and you know what? In a lot of ways, uh, people actually been calling that for a few years now, calling it the training lab edge, is when someone steps out on the mat with you or gets paired with you or even other guys, um, the fighters and whatnot that come out of here, in the back of their mind, there's a constant question that says, what is this guy capable of? I wonder if I can match up to it. And this causes, basically on a mental level, it really starts to win a strategic battle because these guys have seen it a time and time and time again and they know the depth at which your body, your mind, your skills can take you and you can take another human being to and they all start to question themselves. I know because I hear them. I've, I've actually heard them. I've had people call me and uh, like I want to be able to feel like that. I want to walk out there and know that no matter how many layers down the Hades this thing falls, that I'm going to be the one dragging these people there. And basically, you know, you sent me some really cool text photos in some of your earlier World Cups where you had guys who would finish the match and they're literally passed out on the side of the mat laying there. And these were some of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, it is what, uh, it's what you want to do. I mean, you want to be able to wrestle the best guys. And, and once you do, I mean, I take, I mean, I, I send you those pictures because I mean I'm I'm definitely proud of it and it's it's part of what of what we work towards. It so. Should be and the you know the mental aspect for them is they know 
They know, you know, and uh, so one of the questions we can pose out there with the folks is, uh, you know, I'm not into sharing proprietary methods or anything like that. So many people have asked, but, and I'm not going to, but um, they're like, how can, these guys are, these guys are world champions. These guys are tough. They all train hard. They all have fantastic, fantastic coaching. They all want it. They've all been wrestling forever. They've been trained forever. How can one impose his will on the other to where the other man's central nervous system starts to shut down and that high crotch that used to be your bread and butter looks more like a, you know, whatever, a Gramby. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm saying it doesn't function because the cognitivity actually starts to go. And uh, that's one of the big questions that people ask in the training lab here. So so anyways, um, it's been a, it's been a fun journey. Uh, we're not done. You asked me uh, a couple years ago, Coach Cal, I feel so good. Uh, you think I can make it to 2024? And I said, as long as we keep uh, on the path we're on, I think we're going to go ahead and do that. But in the interim, you got some business to take care of here. Why don't you tell us about your schedule in the, the next few weeks here? Well, I mean, it's really exciting. You know, I feel like it's kind of, it's, it's finally all, all this, this, this preparation. It's, I kind of realized it uh, last weekend. I just, you know, it's like, wow, the, you know, the work has been done. You know, it, now it's, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to compete right now. Um, I have the opportunity to go in, in two weeks. I'm going to the Pan Am Olympic qualifier. Uh, that gives us the opportunity. The United States right now isn't qualified for the Olympic Games. So you know, for people that don't really are good. So there's only X amount of spots available at the Olympics um, per weight class, only six weight classes. So as of right now, the only countries that are qualified for the Olympics are countries that, qual- that were the top five at last year's world championships. So guys that were first, second, third, third, fifth, and fifth. Those are the only countries that are qualified. All other countries still need to qualify. So to qualify, you have your Continental Championship. So for us, it's the the Pan Ams. And then you have the last chance qualifier to make the final. So there's only two chances left. So um, I'm excited. You know, we, we This date's been circled on my calendar since since I had my surgery. If this is what I want to be back for. I want to have the opportunity to qualify my this weight class. So I'm excited to go there. You know, have really tough competition. Guys that I've wrestled in the past and had really close matches with. So I'm excited to go out and, and really challenge myself, get some matches. And then the Olympic trials are April 4th and 5th. You know, and that really is that's the Olympics. You know, you you don't go to the Olympics if you don't win the Olympic trials. So you know, you you got to feel your best there, and then and then it's time to then feel your best again in August. But you can't look look past that. I mean, this is my Actually, my third Olympic trial, the wrestler in 2012, I was still in college. <clears throat> in 2016, we talked about that earlier. So I didn't play 2012. 2016, I was, I would end up third. And then, uh, you know, now I have this opportunity, you know, really truly feeling like I'm, I'm at my best. So I'm excited to go challenge myself. And that's going to be in state college, which I'm pretty happy to be able to sleep in my own bed and prepare here and walk out in the arena in front of all those, uh, Penn State fans. And, uh, and, and do what do what I love to do, and that's and that's compete, and I'm I'm excited to do that. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you for uh, being open enough to share with us and uh, with those listening. I know you have a, a lot of little fans out there. Uh, as we kind of wrap it up here, what advice would you give um, kid, high school kid? <laughs> I, I mean, I trained high school kids in Ohio. Yeah. What I've realized as I've gotten older, you know, I think sometimes you want to just be surrounded by the people that tell you what you want to hear. But I think 
your your circle, you know, as you realize and as you get more successful, and, and or even or as you don't have success, that circle leaves. And what you have is you have your the people that you truly can rely on. You know, your your inner circle people, your family, the people that will tell you the truth when you need it. You know, the people that will be honest with you. They'll praise you. You know, when you when you need to be praised. Um, you know, those people are important. You know, when you're especially when you're dealing with adversity, whether it's losses or injury. Or even when you're winning, you know, people keep you humble, you know, and, and say, hey, listen, there's bigger things, bigger fish to fry. You know, don't get too excited about this. You know, and I think, you know, as competitors, we're constantly pulled in lots of different directions. So I think, Absolutely. you know, my advice would be just you know, keep that inner circle tight. Don't get too, um, don't get as caught up on, you know, the what other people are saying or what their opinions are. And, you know, especially with social media now. You know, it's 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 very negative. Social media is very negative. You know, you can be torn down really fast. You can be built up really fast, and it changes your your way you think sometimes. So you just gotta be really grounded, understanding that social media is just a platform. You know, it's not you don't live and die by what people say in those comments. You know, they don't mean it. They don't really don't mean anything. What means something is those people, and uh, and just stay stay that path. You know, like there's gonna be adversity. You know, like when I get ready for Olympic trials, I believe I'm I have the ability to win. Um, but I could lose, you know, I think in, in nine months ago, you know, being, being injured was a, was a prime example of that. I felt like I was starting to get the point where I was invincible, you know, but I'm not, and no one is. So you just got to take it and be grateful for the opportunities. Yeah. You got to go out and compete to the best of your ability and hold your head high at the end, knowing that I gave hundred percent. I prepared the best of my ability. I was prepared. Um, and I'm ready to go out and, 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 and do this the best I possibly can. You know, and if you're really well prepared and you have the talent, then you you're gonna have you're gonna have the success yeah um and uh but understanding that it's definitely part of the process and it's you gotta be grateful there's not many people that have the opportunity to go out and compete at that level you know so just mm-hmm. always looking back and like man i'm so thankful for this and now let's go make the most of it yeah that's fantastic words well, actually for anybody if you put your mind to it you know just like you're saying yeah um, wrestling in so many ways transfers over to to life in general so uh anyways david I want to thank you for taking time here uh, i want to thank everybody for tuning in to uh train lab podcast uh, i guess we'll call it train lab strum as coined by tj Dillashaw. Yeah, yeah. but uh episode number four with david taylor and uh we look forward to uh talking to you guys next week yeah and david do you want to give any shout outs to anybody we didn't get it we didn't get a chance to talk about your uh about your clothing company and things like that. So we'll do that in another podcast, maybe after the trials or something. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Thanks for having me. You know, and I just think, you know, this, this podcast really is, uh, and, and it, a lot of it is just, you know, thanks to Santa Monica. Thanks Absolutely. for being a part of the family and thanks for getting me to this point. So I also really appreciate you guys. Thanks so much, David. You guys have a great rest of the evening and, uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Guys. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.